And now it's time for Geek News. See, in November, our friends over at 7 Days a Geek are having a Pledge Drive month like we recently had a Pledge Drive month. So uh, he's going to be doing some similar things. I believe he's doing like uh, 30 bucks to sponsor, get sponsored for a full week, which will allow you to be on multiple podcasts since Jason does three podcasts now that I'm aware of. Could be more. I don't know. He could have created one while I was recording that. <gasps> Or $5 to get a sponsor for a week, and he's going to try the 30 days of podcasting thing and all that good stuff. So if you listen to them, you probably already know about it, but uh, just making everybody aware, uh, again, somebody else in the podcasting community needs a little assistance to keep their podcasts going. This one I put on here for Don, even though I'm sure Don's already aware of it, but do you see the Crunchyroll announcement today? No. They are now officially on the Ooyah! Oh yeah! So their uh, their app is finally available on the Ouya console. Here's here's the thing. I is like, that of a benefit to Don though? Does he have one? No, but you know, Crunchyroll's anime. But here here's my favorite part of the of this is available worldwide except in Japan. <laughs> I love that. It's awesome. Any of our <laughs> thousands and thousands of listeners actually bought an Ouya? Please. Let us know. I almost did. I was like, this is, no, no. But I don't, then you I gave don't your do, head a shake? <laughs> yeah, well, it was just, I don't do first gen. Well, that too. This <laughs> is like, especially on something like that. Just like I won't be running out to buy a Steam console. Oh, Steam console. Oh! No, I'll wait. We'll see. Still not getting an Xbox One, even though Dead Rising 3 is coming see, out only on if Xbox you have a one. PC that can play all those games, just plug it into your TV. <laughs> Here's one that's kind of been getting a lot of attention recently. Uh, did you see the announcement from Skype? Now owned, or has been owned by Microsoft, but that they're dropping the API for uh, third-party app stuff. Mm-hmm. So this has been a big one in the podcasting community because a lot of people that do interviews over Skype have been using software to do recordings and stuff like that. And uh, there's some question on what is and what isn't going to be still working after December when they shut it off. I'm sure they'll try to find a way to tie it into Microsoft Messenger and nothing <laughs> well, else. Well, you know, and if you're going to do that, that's fine. That's your, that's your option or whatever. But if you know there's a major need, I would even be, make it a Skype premium benefit. Build in a recorder. You know that's being You know it's being used that way. Then build in a recorder, shut off your outside API, but make it a premium service. They're not even doing that. They're just shutting it off. Mm-hmm. So that kind of sucks. Uh, so, again, there's a, a, the podcasting community, especially a lot of the podcasts that talk about podcasting and all that stuff. They're all, you know, they're all trying to gather information to figure out what is and what isn't going to work. The Pamela software, I think, is a really popular one on Windows, I believe. Pamela's for Windows. That They've already thrown up a... We're going to stop working when when Microsoft does this disclaimer. So uh, it doesn't affect us, though. We don't use software to record our Skype interviews, so we're good. So you will still get quality content from all us geeks. Disclaimer. <laughs> Use of quality may have unintended meanings at this point. Quality as defined by no one. <laughs> yeah, but Microsoft does that. I mean, they've been buying people and crapping on people and just 
cutting people off, you know, pretty much since 1.0 of Windows. I mean, this, this is nothing new. I mean, neither is them not releasing any kind of plan of what they might have to replace it or whether they plan to replace it. I mean, that's just, that's yeah. just Microsoft SOP. It's just unfortunate because I do know a lot of people that use software. They use the software side of things to, for their podcasts. And some of the options out there, they're not great, but there are free options out there. And I'm sure all of those will stop working as well. So oh, yeah. there are ways to do it that aren't terribly expensive, but yeah. One more reason why I went the route we went for everything. So did you see the Lego movie trailer? No, no. I know of the Lego movie, but <laughs> it's awesome. In deference to our Lego co-host. I got no. Sorry. <laughs> Megan shared it with me and it's a must must watch. I will disagree with that. <laughs> you have no soul though, so this this is a known fact. <laughs> Microsoft bought it some years ago and just crapped on it and, and did not replace it with anything. I thought it was in PMR status or something <laughs> elsewhere. Still waiting for a patch for OS 2 on IBM. <laughs> no, I, she, I shared that with me today or yesterday or something like that. It was I thought it was cute. And it, they go all over the place. They got like Gandalf and Batman and, and everybody in it. It was a cool little trailer. I, I'm interested in seeing it. Check it out. Go ahead. <laughs> then the last, that will not be our first movie to review together. <laughs> Uh, and then the last thing I had, I, I found this today. I thought it was kind of cool. It's a Kickstarter for a computer game called Undead Overlord. Have you seen this? No. Sounds familiar. I think it's made the buzz of a couple places that I frequent, but I haven't gone to to yeah. search it out. It's like a real time strategy game, but you're the zombie horde, so you're not trying to survive. You're taking control. So it's kind of like the dungeon, dungeon lord, lord dungeon keeper yeah. kind of thing, but you take over the zombies and there's a couple different kinds. I, I saw like a floating brain in the, like a huge giant floating brain and the zombies around it in, in the uh, Kickstarter deal. Now they uh, are only going till November 1st though. And they have a long way to go to be funded. So it's not looking great, but it was, it's a cool, cool idea. I, I kind of bookmarked it to go check it out a little bit more later. Well, that's all I grabbed for Geek News, so over to you, sir. The Bronadian Butcher. <laughs> uh, Stop encouraging him, people. <laughs> How many times do I have to say that this week? On the miscellaneous side. Uh, so you're starting with miscellaneous? That's usually like the last thing. They, I've done everything else. Now I have miscellaneous tidbits. Because <laughs> this is the stuff that I want to get by the quickest. Because... <laughs> The reason Beetlejuice is a cult classic and has remained one of my favorite movies, despite the fact that it actually doesn't hold up over time, is the fact that they haven't dicked with it. They left it as it is, and they've never sequeled it. The rumored sequels and the variety of sequels have always fizzled due to lack of time, lack of commitment, and lack of schedule. Well, now Michael Keaton, Tim Burton, and who knows who else from the original movie are on board just pending schedules. They have a writer lined up. They have a director. They even claim Michael Keaton is willing to do Beetlejuice 2. Sweet! Why? <laughs> I I just ask why. I mean... When was the last thing you saw Michael Keaton in? That's why. That's, that is not valid. That is not valid. I actually because don't remember the last thing I seen Michael Keaton. You know in. what came to mind? Batman. Batman. Yes, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure the movie where he was the crazy renter came after Batman. <laughs> but there's a reason. 
because let's face it, he's not that good an actor. He doesn't carry much weight. And yeah, no. So miscellaneous. Possible Beetlejuice 2 actually closer to happening than it ever has been. Also, always wanted to support the local community uh, and uh, the local economy. Fantasy Flight Games is hiring more people. <laughs> Come on. So if you're sushi in Sushi Chef. Come on, Sushi Chef. If you're in the greater Minneapolis area or the southern burbs. Or wish to move to said or area. Or would like to go there. They are looking for an associate app developer, developer and a, an associate interactive artist. The keywords there are associate. So you will be getting coffee for the app developer and the interactive <laughs> artist. And you won't be making sushi. <laughs> but you can get it <laughs> from the takeaway sushi place that I'm sure will spring up just down the road now that the big ass event center or the re big ass event center is opening uh, yeah, this weekend. No, next weekend. Yeah, but they got food on site, right? Yeah. Well, they got that line cook and the yeah. sous chef. For I know, a but they made a big, yeah, they made a big area. It's kind of funny. Did you ever see it when it was originally open? No. It was, have you been there at all? Oh, yeah. Okay. It was double the space. Mm-hmm. And then they, sh- you know, we've talked about all the stupid things that they've done. Well, when they put up the blueprint side. for it, I was like, isn't this just returning it to the size it was before yeah. you started paring it down? You can, I mean, because they did so many just bizarre things at the time. I know they were testing the waters, but there were so many things that they did that were just dumb around it. So yeah, then they shrunk it and now, yeah, they're expanding it back out again. Now, hopefully they've gotten all the kinks out now. Wait a second. We've created or are distributing games that require significant amount of table space. <laughs> there, There is that. <laughs> it actually only fits like three tables, <laughs> three FFG size game tables. And that's on top of all the other stuff that people actually bring into play that we don't sell. Awesome. Yeah. On the game side, uh, GW always wanted to make it easier for you to give them money. Uh, a little while ago, they started doing one-click armies. Now they've started doing one-click paint collections. So you can go to their 40K or their fantasy page, and under their supplies is painting. And then it'll have the color schemes for or the GW anyways, recommended color schemes for all your armies or all your fantasy or 40k armies, I should say. Uh, these range between, I think the cheapest I saw was 60 for a Slanesh theme Warriors of Chaos fantasy army up to around $180 for, uh, what was that? I forget, but still. <laughs> Under Something two, expensive. Yeah, uh, 200 bucks for paint is, uh, not that bad because you get a lot of use out of those pots. Well, I mean, you're getting a lot of pots of paint at 200 bucks. I mean, they're only three, four bucks each. Okay. So. <laughs> I will trust you. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, yeah, it's MSRP. No one, no. <laughs> I, I can cobble together a list from a lot of other places that it will be less, but it's not one button. <laughs> GW, knowing its target audience, where laziness is an inherent part of the frustration of being a gamer, I really wish I could paint more. But then to actually go find all that stuff? Well, if it's a choice between saving 20% but doing it over three online vendors or just one click for full MSRP, they know the one click is going to win a good chunk of the time. <laughs> <laughs> so that is live. So you can go out there and find out how much it would cost to uh, paint your favorite armies to the recommended GW color scheme. Battlefront that picked up Dust Warfare and Dust Tactics from FFG earlier this year 
finally has their actual website up. World of Dust is specific to them. It's not, I don't know if it's still serviced by Gale Force 9 on the backside as it had been, but, uh, cause I haven't bought anything, but they've got their wave eight and nine stuff up there. They've got stuff available right now and for pre-order, I believe through December. And that is dust-tactics.com. It's live and currently they're giving away PDFs of some of their tactics campaign books. Uh, so like Operations Verograd and Operations Achilles and stuff like that. Uh, the PDFs. I don't know if they're full up, if it's just the campaign type stuff, the, the, the scenario setup or if it's the full books. Uh, but anyways, that's available there now for the people interested. On the comic side, Stanley Media, who is not actually related to Stanley anymore, not for the last decade or so, still does not have the rights to Conan. In 2012, when the Momoa movie was being made and Stanley Media was being restructured from bankruptcy, um, there was some question about whether the rights to Conan were improperly removed from that company. And uh, a local judge said, no, you don't own it. And they appealed. And then uh, the higher level judge said, no, you still don't own it and <laughs> stop bothering the legal system. So Stanley Media tends to lose pretty much every legal battle they're involved in. I think with the exception of the right to actually still use that name. <laughs> um, so, yes, the courts today confirmed that they still have no claim to Conan whatsoever. Disney, proving that they can monetize anything, or will try anyways, is going to release a graphic novel themed on Space Mountain. Sweet! It's coming out in 2014, May, I believe. It's going to be 176 pages. They didn't have an MSRP. Ah, uh, it's going to be in the near future. It's going to be sci-fi-ish. It's going to be Space Mountain, the comic. I don't know which is worse, that or Beetlejuice 2. Beetlejuice 2 on Space Mountain! <laughs> Get me off of here. Get me off of here. Get me off of here. All right. On the DC side, some news that's a little bit late-ish, but I've just kind of recapped some of the important stuff to my mind coming out of nycc from last weekend new york comic-con on the dc side they did confirm that uh, surprising nobody because these two characters suck as a standalone <laughs> vibe and katana are both being terminated at, in december december will be their last issues they're both going to hang around in their team books jla and whatever the outsiders are called these days but uh or whoever she's hanging out with anyways but uh their their solo titles unsurprisingly getting killed detective comics 27 early next year is going to be the anniversary issue of uh well not really an anniversary but a throwback to the original tech 27 from back in the day where batman was first introduced into comics uh detective 27 so this is uh they're going to kind of call it an anniversary issue they're going to have a modernized retelling of the batman origin to be the i assume definitive for now as definitive as anything can be in the comics of the new 52 batman story which I assume is just going to be the same thing. Thomas Wayne gets killed, Batman. <laughs> but it's going to be modernized. This is going to be 104 pages. It's not all going to be the origin story. They've got to have a couple other stories in there. And one of them is Gothopia. And this one actually kind of appeals to me. I'm not sure how many issues it's going to carry over, but it's described as a possibly futuristic Gotham City where everybody is happy and shiny and wonderful as long as you don't look too far below the surface. So there's some rumors that this is going to be some kind of strange uh, mind control story, kind of a they live kind of thing, or 
stuff like that. There's not a whole lot going on. They say it's going to be some of the Bat family, but not strictly speaking Batman. And they gave it kind of uh, some good uh, some good pub on that. So I'm not a big reader of the Bat books, but I might check out that the first, or at least wait to see how the first part of that is is taken online. Yeah, it sounded interesting. On the <laughs> going back to monetizing everything. Uh, they announced a Forever Evil tie-in. Now, I really enjoyed the first two of the miniseries, uh, but now they're doing Forever Evil Blight starting in October. The crime syndicate came to this universe, and this caused just like a critical mass of evil, and evil has personified. Uh, there is, in the form of Blight, there is some bandying about of the idea that Despite what DC is saying, this is not the personification of evil from this universe, but this might be what has chased the CSA from their universe. Uh, in issue two, they talk about why CSA left their universe uh, and where the JLA is. So, but anyways, Forever Evil Blight, and this is going to be a ridiculous 18 issues running across Justice League Dark, Constantine, Pandora, and the Phantom Stranger books. Mostly, I think uh, it's going to be... Uh, Mostly in Constantine and Justice League Dark. Some of the teased pages have indicated that Constantine, he avoided the fate of the Justice Leagues and all the other heroes by being in the House of Mystery. You know, and, you know, they've rolled some of the Vertigo stuff into the core universe. And their use of House of Mystery has actually been kind of cool. Because it was usually just kind of like, you know, the House of Mystery and, uh, you know, was just the title of the comic. And things went on around the house. But the stories were about the people that... You know, it was just stories of people and supernatural stuff. But in the New 52, they've really turned the House of Mystery into um, an object in its own right, a, a, a kind of a, an actual character. So it, it's kind of good use of that. So it's going to, Constantine was in the House of Mystery when the CSA came over, uh, and that's why he has not been affected. So they're doing this stupid, stupid 18-issue crossover across those four titles. I only read Dark, uh, so I'm not, that's going to be, Probably three or four issues that I won't need to worry about. <laughs> I hate it when they do this. It's just stupid. I mean, they've been doing it for decades, but yep. it's, uh, I've never, I like it when it's just in the titles that I like, but when you go into three other titles that I don't read and have no intention of picking up, you know, screw you, DC, screw you, Marvel, screw you, whoever. Uh, and then they confirmed, well, they didn't confirm, but they said that, uh, Wally West, you know, this is funny. Wally West will be back when the time is right. <laughs> so when I grew up, Barry Allen was the Flash, and Barry Allen was the Flash that I loved the most. And then they killed him in Crisis, and Wally West became the Flash. And I know that I'm old now, because <laughs> there's a whole generation of people that think Wally West is the Flash, and Wally West should always be the Flash. And when Wally West disappeared, well, what the? What, WTF, people, What did? why did DC do this to Wally West? Blah, 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 blah. You know, I just spent 30 years waiting for freaking Barry Allen to come back from running himself out of time, okay? You guys can suck it up for a year or two. <laughs> so they have confirmed that Wally West will be back when the time is right. They did not indicate when the time would be right, but I'm assuming it's going to have something to do with the end of Forever Evil. On the Marvel side, they announced a lot of, on top of their stupid renumbering, they announced some of their new titles that are going to be starting in uh, January, or first quarter anyways, of 2014 going to have Loki, Agent of Asgard. This is going to be kind of a Loki Black Ops kind of thing. He's he's seeking redemption, but at the same time, he's also uh, doing the the Black Ops stuff that, I don't know, Odin and Thor can't do. It'd be interesting to see him get a standalone. Eh, I mean, I might give that a shot. 
Electra is getting a new title. Not a lot of details on that. She's in the Thunderbolts right now, so it's kind of unsurprising that uh, they announced a new title because she always gets a lot of love, but can she hold a title long term or is she just going to be like Punisher and Silver Surfer and the Ghost Rider where they give her six issues and then they crap on her? Speaking of which, Punisher, Silver Surfer, and Ghost Rider are all getting new titles in the first quarter of 2014. Ghost Rider is also going to be joining the Thunderbolts. Uh, Silver Surfer is not given a lot of details on what that's going to be like, but in his recent appearances, they've been trying to give him kind of the everyman experience, the what it's really like to be human kind of feel. At one point, they had him working at a burger joint. <laughs> so I'm not holding out much for that. And Punisher, they're moving him to Los Angeles now. Apparently, he's gotten tired of never defeating crime in New York, so he's going to go to Los Angeles where he can never beat the mob there either. Captain Marvel is going to be getting a new volume. Uh, this is going to be Carol Danvers, you know, in, in the, the recent title that got canceled. Uh, she canceled or is it just getting renumbered? I forget. But anyways, uh, this is going to be Carol Danvers again, fully embracing the, the Captain Marvel title. All new X Factors starting because everybody's crying out for more X titles and Iron Patriot. Not the Iron Patriot that we saw in the Avengers movie, but the Iron Patriot from the uh, Avengers Dark, which was actually Norman Osborn, mm. uh, is getting a title. Well, we assume it's not going to be Don Cheadle. There'd be no re- <laughs> that would be a horrible movie tie-in to do. But we're hoping for, uh, or at least I'm hoping for a Norman Osborn Iron Patriot standalone. That that could be fun. And that's really all I got. Some comics, some miscellany. So that is geek news. <laughs> 